0: everyone and welcome to our next episode of Ed Bytes. I'm Kiara and today I'm here with two of my directors. Um, We have Eddie and we have Maddie here.
1: Hey guys, I'm Eddie.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. Awesome, so today it's a little bit of a different topic. Um, So we know that COVID has very much affected everyone um, on campus in terms of going online, people kind of coming on campus, it's a bit of a mess. But the three of us are kind of in a unique situation because we were actually supposed to do our exchange for a year last year. Um, obviously, it, it kind of turned a little weird. <laughs> so we're here to kind of share our experiences. And
2: um, yeah, are you guys ready?
1: Yeah, you want to go first, Maddie?
2: Um, sure. So I guess a little bit of context to what Kiara has told us. The three of us, in particular, are international studies students, so that means we have one year of compulsory exchange. Um, That's usually Mm -hmm. meant to be your, like, our third year, which again, 2020, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) things clearly... Didn't quite work out. Yeah, really didn't work out. Um, For me, I sort of had it better than Kiara and Eddie did, as you guys will... Here when we share our stories um but I was (laughs) originally meant to be going to Korea for a year was meant to fly out on like the 20th of February or something so by then if everyone recalls COVID had already like you know we were like pretty deep into the pandemic sort of so for me the first thing that happened was our orientations for all the Korean universities actually got pushed back two weeks. So basically all of the students who were meant to go to Korea on exchange were like, okay, cool. Let's just delay our flights for two weeks. And then, you know, we'll still be happily on our way. (laughs) So we all like call (laughs) up, cancel our flights, reschedule our flights, whatnot. Um, And basically, I'm pretty sure it was like Precisely two days before I was meant to fly out. Yet again, our Prime Minister, <sighs> two days. Scott Morrison, Yikes. issued the no-fly order, basically. So we were all like, well, guess our exchange isn't happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what was the date that the no-fly order was um, put into place?
2: Look... I'm not gonna pretend I remember it was sometime in (laughs) (laughs) early March I think it was like the first week of March okay but it was literally like a few days before we were meant to leave again
0: (laughs) yeah because I remember messaging you um about this whole thing and you being like oh I didn't even make it over things are just changing on the spot yeah it was so stressful
2: it really was um, but yeah, so personally for me, I didn't even get onto my exchange at all, um, which sort of in retrospect, I feel as though is a lot luckier than what you guys had to go through. So if one of you mm. want to take it off with your experience next.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so unlike you, I actually did get to enjoy my exchange and I'm actually quite thankful for that. So I actually went to the USA and I left on the 31st of December, 2019, and came back on the 29th of March.
0: So you left pretty early.
1: Yeah, I was one of the earliest people that left out of everyone.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I spent my um, New Year's by myself in a hotel room, which was all right, but, you know, um, for me, what happened was when COVID first hit Australia, it was way worse than the situation in America. So my parents were messaging me if I'm okay, but I was really more worried about them. And you know, um for me at the start uh, of the COVID when it hit, I was in spring break in Mexico with my friends that I met there and damn. Yeah. <laughs> And we really didn't think much about it. We just thought it's gonna pass, it's just nothing really. And we had no worries. And when we came back, there was a the first case of, in Michigan, which where I was, and um, that's when all hell broke roots, loose. <laughs> oh no. And um, everyone left the campus and it was really the exchange students only that were left, which I was really lucky with because a lot of American unis that I've heard closed down the campus entirely and until they could get back on their flights a lot of exchange students were just had to you know go to hotels or find somewhere they can sleep and stuff and the most traumatizing experience I guess more than anything is the fact that I was unsure about how I was going to get back yeah so I wasn't even a I'm not I'm still not a citizen of Australia I'm just a permanent resident so I was quite certain that I could go back but I had to explore other options like going back to Korea, which is where I'm from. So that was all very scary and UNSW basically demanded that we come back by saying that exchange credits will be cancelled if we don't return. Yeah. And that was pretty devastating because I know a lot of people plan to just stay in their host countries and finish their exchange, you know, all the way through.
0: Yeah, I only know one person that actually stayed where they were, they were in South America, and he's probably just finishing it now.
1: Yeah, Um, at the start, I think I was pretty certain I was going to come back. I got really lucky because the day I came back was when hotel quarantine, like the government paid one, began, which was was very fun.
2: Oh, so you didn't have to go through quarantine?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, I had to go through two weeks mandatory quarantine. And they called every single morning, saying, "Oh, do you have any symptoms? Do you have this and that?" Um, It was good, but when it first started, was it was pretty bad because there were no social distancing policy properly set in. I remember Mm. I was getting onto the elevator with this copper, and there was another guest just staying there, and the cop just offered, "Do you want to come in with us?"
0: You're kidding.
1: Yeah, and I was just thinking i might have covid (laughs) this guy doesn't have a mask on oh god he's offering someone else to jump on the elevator
0: what hotel were you at
1: um it was ibis oh so it
0: wasn't too bougie
1: no i was meant to go to intercontinental
0: oh
1: i was very excited about that but i didn't make the cut there were too many people going there so they sent us around
0: that's rough
1: it, it was that's, really rough. That's
0: got to be the roughest part, missing yeah. out on the intercontinental.
1: <laughs> and I couldn't open my windows for two weeks.
0: Oh no! Because it was
1: all bolted on. So that's I was... so
0: crazy that you can't even open your window.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty sad, but I managed through. I was on Zoom with all my friends that I made in America like every day, so that was that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. See, I think if I were, I didn't have to do hotel quarantine because um, I came back a lot earlier, yeah. but. I could probably have done a hotel quarantine if I were the only person in the room, but I know But I think there are people that like if you arrive together, you bunk together, I would not be able to stay with someone for two weeks in a yeah. room. Like that, I would actually go insane. I, I,
1: I would understand that too. It was really nice having that privacy of my own at the very least. I had no one to really care like about and I just did whatever I wanted in the room. and. That was it. So that Did was you the do a point. lot? <laughs> no, I watched a lot of uh, movies on Netflix. I think I got through like, I counted the most in one day was like almost 10 movies. Oh, oh my God. God.
0: <laughs> Did you sleep?
1: Oh, I, sl- I actually had a very good sleep pattern because I had to wake up for breakfast. And If you miss breakfast, they don't, give you any more until lunch so
0: oh so they won't just like leave it outside your room or anything
1: they do but then they also you have to leave all the dishes outside and stuff so they take it back and they don't really check if someone's eaten or not they have to take it back and burn it or something i don't know what they burn it but they were
0: (laughs) incinerate it. (laughs) yeah i mean wait so what time did they take it back because obviously you could have just made sure you grabbed it before then
1: I think it was, like, an hour after. So, yeah.
0: Was that at, like, 9 o'clock or something?
1: Something like that, yeah. Oh, that's
0: that's fine. It's not, like, a 6 a.m. start. No, Stop no, complaining.
1: No, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more things to complain about. Yeah. So, that's probably the last thing, yeah.
0: Mm. Is that your story?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all, folks. All right. Um, yeah, my turn. Um, so, I was supposed to... Well, I went to um, Italy for my part of my exchange and I was in Bologna and that's about central north in Italy not a lot of people know it it's yeah kind of a little hidden gem a little bit Um, so I left on I think the 2nd of February so I was one of the last probably to leave Um, the Italian term starts a lot later than everyone else so I have friends that all left like in January and started a lot earlier on and I actually got there two weeks earlier than I was supposed to start uni. So uni was supposed to start like mid-Feb, which was pretty late on. I had friends that were already like halfway through their term. Like you said, you're on spring break, Um, probably when I was supposed to start. And so my first like three, four weeks were great, um, but just classes kept on being pushed back, which I didn't quite understand why. I'm not, I can't remember if that was because of COVID or just because like, Italians and you know they're, they they move on their own time kind of thing um, so I actually did a lot of traveling or well, not a lot I went to Spain for Valentine's Day which was beautiful um, went to Barcelona and did a little bit of a little bit of partying
1: I saw your Instagram post Yeah, on that it one. was great
0: except I'm a bit of a grandma so compared to like Australia we started our like clubbing at probably like 9:30 10 p.m they're finishing dinner at 9:30, 30 10 p.m. I went to a club at like 11 and people were still eating dinner and I was like well, when does it actually start and I asked my friend who was staying there for the year and he was like oh yeah most people like start like partying at like midnight maybe even later I was like that's my bedtime I don't want to do this <laughs> I'm not cut out for Barcelona um yeah and I also went a little bit around Italy Anyway so it was actually when I was in a place called Assisi which is in Florence that I was with a couple of my friends that, are, that were American that I had met through um, my accommodation and we heard that uh, the virus had actually come into Italy and that was a I think it was the first spot it came into um, in Europe yeah. so we were the first ones to get it um, and that was kind of freaky and so about a week later all my American friends were pulled from the exchange by their university. Um, and then I was stuck in Bologna, which was about an hour out from Milan. So I thought if it's coming down, I'm gonna be one of the first people hit. Great. <laughs> <laughs> kind of freaking out at the time, especially because um, I knew that, I, I kind of knew at that point that I would get pulled from the program. I could, I just kind of knew everyone was like, oh, it'll die down, it'll die down. But you know, when you just have a feeling it's not gonna happen. Um, But we, as Eddie said, we couldn't, oh, if we didn't leave, we would get our exchange credits pulled. But on the other side, we couldn't leave until the university said we were allowed to. And that was because if we had left before that, insurance wouldn't cover like our exchange and our accommodation when we left kind of thing. So we were stuck, I was stuck in Italy where everything was going down until they called the lockdown in Italy. And the next day I got a message saying, come home straight away. Um, so I guess it's not really, oh, well, a lot of other Australian universities like um, ACU and UC and UTS, they actually pulled their students out a lot earlier than the UNSW students, um, maybe at least like a week and a half, but, I guess it was probably the same thing with their insurance, our insurance just waited a little bit longer to pull us, so I guess it's not really the university's fault. But it was very, very terrifying because I didn't know if I was allowed to go outside. I remember the first time it really hit me that it was happening was when I went to the shops like to get groceries and they, it was just bad. Like, you know how there's a the toilet paper scene in Australia? I experienced that like a month earlier. When everything was just gone from the shelves, there was no pasta, there was no pasta sauce. I remember I grabbed the last um, batch of apples in the whole grocery store and it was like one of those trays with like 24 apples and I just grabbed the whole thing because I didn't know how long I would be in my dorm. I didn't know if I would be stuck in there, if I wasn't allowed to go outside because at this stage I was, I just thought safety wise, I shouldn't, um... And then they called the lockdown and the day after is when i left so i packed my stuff straight away because i knew as soon as the lockdown was called that was what um the insurance needed because i think they were waiting until it was a level four danger zone i
1: I remember they 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 waited until then
0: yeah so defat had to declare that it was like a red zone or a level four or something like that and then that's when Insurance said, okay, you can come home. And that's when the uni said, okay, you can come home. And some people, like Eddie said, wanted to stay. I had friends that didn't leave straight away because they thought, oh, we'll just wait it out. We'll stay where we are and then we can complete our exchange. My parents were like, no, just get home now. And so that's what I did. Um, but then the university said, if you don't come home now, firstly, they said, um, insurance isn't going to cover you. And people were like, that's fine. And then they said, we'll pull your exchange credits. Some people fought that. And that was our friend that stayed in South America. Yep. But most people just left it and came home. So I came home mid-March. Um, I think it was like the 13th. And I didn't have to hotel quarantine because I was super early. It was pretty much before it came to Australia. So I was quarantining at home and my parents were still allowed to go to work. Everyone in my household... No one else had to quarantine, even though they were living with me, which I thought was really strange. And I remember my mum calling up and asking, is this the case? Like, do I have to quarantine with her? And they were like, no, you don't have to. My brother ended up moving out for two weeks because he was worried about me having COVID. Fair enough. Um, So he moved out for two weeks. My mum and dad also quarantined for two weeks, even though they didn't have to.
1: That's very good of them because I know a lot of people who wouldn't do that.
0: Well, it just wasn't worth you know, risking, like getting it. It just, especially because it was so new in Australia at the time, it wasn't worth us being the people that spread it. Like you don't want to be those people in the North Shore who (gasps) lost another wave. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Like that would be my worst nightmare.
2: Being patient zero would be the absolute worst thing.
0: Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. No, thank you. I was (laughs) just going to wait it out. Um, Yeah, and I remember that when my two-week quarantine finished, the day after Sydney went into lockdown.
1: So (laughs) that's actually quite interesting because I personally never really experienced the whole, like, running out of stock and running out of food, toilet paper, none of that, because I was on, like, dormitory, university dormitory, and they provided toilet paper, hand sanitizer, really whatever I needed. Mm. And when I came back to Australia, that's when the fear in australia sort of subsided so i went to woolies and there were things everywhere so i didn't really i've only seen the whole mess and chaos through my phone really i've never really experienced it that's crazy so in reality the only thing that covid really affected me on is the exchange and that's it
0: it's a pretty big thing though
1: yeah it is but i'm luckier than most others i would say
0: yeah I I agree. I think we are lucky um, to have been over there compared to Maddie who never made it, but also it probably would have caused us a lot less stress if we hadn't made it over and also a lot less money.
1: That's true. Um, I agree
0: with that. (laughs) I mean, luckily we had insurance and for me it did cover most of it, but I had to wait about... Four to five months before i got my money back again because italians run on their own time that's and right i had to get my money as much money as i could from the accommodation back and then i could go to insurance and i had to wait until like september october for that
1: i'm really curious about your um trip back because i know a lot of people in america a lot of australians that i met there had trouble coming back into the country because they had to find a flight route that would actually take them back to sydney which was very rare at the time when everyone was leaving, so.
0: Mine was completely fine because I was so early on in the piece. But, <laughs> fun story about the airport, because I'm a dual citizen, I have Australian and Italian, I arrived on my Italian passport, which means you have to leave on your Italian passport. And when you were leaving, you, it was at the time where you had to have a reason for leaving because the lockdown had just been called. So you were given this sheet of paper and you had to write down your reason and I said, I'm going home. I give them the piece of paper and I give them my Italian passport and they just look at me like, what are you talking about? This is not right. And I tried to speak to them in my broken Italian. I was like, I'm an Australian citizen. I have two passports. I came in on my Italian one and they're kind of just looking at me a little bit oddly. And I said it a little bit in Italian, a little bit in English, and it ended up getting across and they said, okay, just stay on your Australian passport for the rest of the time okay i'll do that ended up going to security where you have to give your passport again and at this stage i gave my australian one and then they noticed that i hadn't arrived on my australian one and it was another mess and i had to explain it again (laughs) so in that case i was really worried but i ended up getting out which was good yeah um i remember on my way to the airport i called my parents the morning of and the night before and they said we don't know what's going to happen in terms of like traffic and if people are going to try and get out of the country and blockades and that kind of thing, so like just get get to the airport as like soon as you can, as early as you can. Because my flight was probably at like 1 p.m. and I was going to get there at like 10 a.m., which I think is correct. Um, and they were like, just get there as soon as you wake up. And so I got there at like 7 a.m. and the airport was empty. I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to get there and i was at the airport so so early but we just we didn't know what was gonna happen mm. you just don't know it it was pretty freaky to experience by yourself that was the main thing like if i had been with someone else that would have been a lot better but because we were doing it solo that just made it a lot more terrifying
1: i think you were at the period where it was very shrouded and everything was just new and for yeah. me when i came back Australia already had a pretty fair like, rules on how to come back safely. And America just didn't have any regulations whatsoever, really. Mm. I remember it, I was in um, LA airport and KFC was still open. And there's <laughs> literally people working there. And I'm just like... Casually. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, it's like, there's no pandemic or anything like that. It's all cool. And honestly, because of that, I thought if I was going to get COVID, it was going to be in LA, like, in the airport. That's where I was going to get it. Yeah. Because there were a lot of people there.
0: Sorry guys for the interruption. Um, I just had to move out of our library room where Eddie and I were recording. Um, apparently there's only one person allowed in there. So there you go, COVID messing us up again. Um, so Eddie, what were you um, saying before?
1: Um, I was talking about how I was you know, scared that I might get COVID in LA while I was in the airport on my way back yeah. to Sydney.
0: I actually got stopped um, I had a stopover in Dubai airport, I think, yeah, and um, before I could board, they pulled me aside and they were like, oh, you came from Italy, where did you come from, and asking me like a series of questions just to make sure I wasn't um, from Milan, but I guess at that point, even if I had been there, I would have been patient zero in Dubai, I guess, and I don't know, it just would have been a mess, like there was, even if they were letting me on the plane or not, it's, yeah, it wouldn't have been much of a difference, I don't think.
1: Looking back, I think it's almost miraculous that no one that I know has COVID, which is crazy because a lot of the people I know went on exchange and were seriously in danger of getting COVID, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, so those were our wonderful stories of what we had to go through, which was great. Um, But pretty much, we also wanted to talk about what the uni has done to kind of help us Um, in terms of, I guess, not doing an exchange, but getting the most out of an... uh, I I don't know, how did you put it?
1: So I guess I could put it as an exchange replacement. So even though there's COVID lockdown still and exchange is cancelled for the rest of 2021, you know, if people still want to have that experience or if they're required like we were, they still might have a chance to go through exchange. Not exactly but still, somewhere you can experience that other uni.
0: Get something out of it.
1: That's right, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you guys have been in contact a lot more with the uni about exchange, because once I came back, I just decided I wouldn't try again. Um, so what were the avenues that the uni let you take or gave you the option to go through?
1: Um, do you want to start us off on that, Maddy?
2: Um, sure. So I guess for me, like, Eddie was sort of mentioning before, for a lot of us who, especially for our students who hadn't gone on exchange yet, our sort of priority was to apply again for the next coming round of exchange so we could obviously get that experience that we were hoping for. Uh, Again, clearly, you know, things didn't exactly work out. Term three exchange for twenty twenty one was cancelled, in O week. Was it O week or week one of this term? I believe it was O week. O week. Okay. Was O-week. Yeah. So yeah, term three exchange was cancelled in O week, which meant, again, our sort of hopes of going were obviously shattered. <laughs> so right now, I think they love to do that. Oh yep, definitely. But for a lot of us right now, uh, after that term was cancelled, we were given or we were sent out an email where they asked us to fill out a survey, which was basically asking us to uh, let the exchange team know whether we were planning on completely withdrawing from our program and applying again a different time whether we were going to withdraw from our program and not apply again, or there was a third option of whether we would sort of stay on our exchange program, but do it virtually. So I guess that's one of the options that is being pushed right now, which is this sort of idea of a virtual exchange, where even though we will still be in Australia, we'll be doing courses from the host universities we were meant to go to. Um so yeah, I think that is the sort of biggest way that they're trying to give us this experience still of being involved in like classes from different countries and whatnot, hopefully still meeting people from other countries through those online classes. But we would very much just still be in our homes in Sydney doing them online yeah um, Eddie the best we can do in the current situation yeah it really is yeah, that's but right. Eddie if you wanted to talk about any other options we have so yeah
1: so for me I've really explored um, three different options so one was obviously the virtual exchange that Maddie just talked about but the other two were cross-institutional within Australia so perhaps going to other universities like UTS or UCEDD to study courses from there as yeah. like an exchange replacement or if you're a Bachelor of International Studies student like we are and you are required to go to exchange and for some and if you know I hope it, this doesn't happen if COVID extends into the near future and you need to figure something out we were also given the option to take UNSW subjects but subjects that we would have taken at exchange like subjects that are as close as possible as what you would have taken while you were in exchange
0: yeah
1: um and with the virtual exchange i know that it sounds kind of boring and you know initially i also thought why would i do that like i would really like to go back to another country but i just want to note that i remember yes being in america was fun yes spring break was fun but some of the courses that i took while i was in america were very eye-opening it was a completely different perspective as something, from something you can learn in Australia. So I do highly recommend it if you still want to have a new perspective, because it does help. But for cross-institutional studies and virtual exchange, um, it is important to note that you just have to pass it, and that's it, and it will not affect your WAM in any ways. But with taking subjects from UNSW, it will affect your grade and WAM and overall. So that's just something else you need to know. But it's very important to stay in contact with the exchange team. They're very helpful, they're very responsive. They have a lot of students asking them questions, so they might take a while, but they do eventually get back to you. So I would honestly recommend that you keep exploring your options if you do wanna go on exchange. And I guarantee everyone that it is really worth it. You will have a good time.
0: Try and make the most out of uh, this situation that we've been put in. So I would definitely recommend trying to do some sort of alternative method of an exchange. And all the information that you would need to figure it out is on the UNSW website. So just check it out there. You can see all the different avenues that they offer and figure out what works for you. Even if you weren't an international studies student like we are, um, and you do a different degree, you can still do something with it. I guess it, you, it doesn't have to be that your exchange was canceled. It can be that you just wanted to do something different. Yeah, well, thank you so much guys for having a talk and sharing your stories um, with everyone who's listening. Um, I know that it was very stressful um, to deal with at the time. So I really appreciate you guys uh, having a little chat with me about it. It was nice to let it all out again. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um I thought it would be pretty sad for me to yeah. go back to those memories, but I honestly don't feel that way anymore. I, th- I think it's almost just a nostalgia for me now. Yeah. I can't believe I got through all that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. I
0: mean, we were leaving and having all this first start a year ago now. Happy anniversary, guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Happy yeah. anniversary. Not like this. No, not like this. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember when 2021 started, I was like really sad. Yeah.
0: yeah but I think we're better for it now, I guess. We've been through some pretty tough things, so yeah. Thank you again, guys, and yeah, that's it. Until next time, everyone. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.